Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nothing But Facts Safina Saidi live stream. And today um, we are on, of course, stories of the awliya. And there's a new segment that we, inshallah ta'ala, will be, will be adding up uh, to, our, uh, to our program. And that segment is, involves uh, signs of the end of time. We just have to find out when we're going to add that in. But we, we, it is an important thing to read always, to be reading Alamat as Why is that? Because the time that we live in, there could be so much fitna that people could lose their iman. But once you know the signs of the end of time, it does the opposite effect. It actually increases your iman. Just pull some of these blinds here. Or these shades. Getting a bit. Good. Yeah. So they put the thin ones, the sheer ones, down. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Today, number the first person that we're reading, which is entry number twenty-eight in our book that we've been reading from, Ar-Risal al-Khushayriya, Abdullah ibn Khubayq, Muhammad Abdullah, sorry, Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Khubayq, min Zuhad al-Mutasawwifa, Kufi al-Asl. He's from Kufa. Wasakana Antakya, and he went to Antioch, which is one of the places that later on the Crusaders will take over. There are four things, there's nothing else. What are these four things? Your eye, your tongue, your heart, and your desires. Okay. Look at your eyes. Do not extend it to what, to anything except what is permitted. Look at your tongue. Don't ever say something that Allah knows your heart is in the opposite to. In other words, don't be a munafiq. This is munafiq has a couple of meanings. The first meaning of a munafiq is the someone whose heart and his tongue are different. But it has no impact on his iman. He's a mu'min. That's a nifaq. That nifaq, if it involves sinfulness, in a sense, uh, it, it always involves sinfulness because it's a lie. Okay? So being two-faced in, the, in that regard. So uh, it could be minor sin and it could be a major sin. The major sin is when you're actually um, preaching the deen to people. But you're doing the opposite. On purpose. As opposed to just falling into sins. Which everyone falls into sins. The minor, it's a minor sin. If you're just in your worldly affairs. Lying, essentially. Alright, we're, yeah, we're going to do business with you. And then he turns around and he doesn't do business with you. So it's in, involving his worldly affairs. It's like it falls into the category of lying and being two-faced. And then, of course, the nifaq al-akbar, 
the major hypocrisy is that hypocrisy which you don't even believe in Allah. You're lying about your aqidah. That's the hypocrisy in Surah Al-Baqarah. So he says here, do not speak what is opposite of your heart. It grows. The more you do it, the more it grows. Okay? The more you do it, the more it grows. وَانْظُرْ قَلْبَكَ لَا يَكُنْ فِيهِ غِلٌّ وَلَا حِقْدٌ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Look at your heart. It should not have any anger, hatred, envy towards any of the Muslims. And hasad is the desire of the collapse of somebody, the desire of someone to lose their ni'mah. And that is permitted if that person is an oppressor. So let's say somebody... Uh, is, is hurting all the Muslims and they're, they're, they're hurting people, they're doing zulm. And it doesn't have to be like a Saddam Hussein, it doesn't have to be an oppressor, Joseph Stalin. It could just be someone who is, they're always hurting you, they're always looking down on you, they're always offending everybody, all that stuff. So that type of person, uh, you are allowed to desire that their nama goes away because that means their oppression would go away. And that means people won't look up to them. Because insofar as somebody has a great ni'mah, people could look up to them, right? And therefore they think, well, yeah, harming all, doing all these things, cutting all these corners, it benefits you in life. They may think that. And that's, that's the way things are. I mean, when Trump was coming up and by insulting him, his way to the presidency, a lot of other people thought that that's a path. Right? That you can insult your way to popularity and get your agenda across. Right? In the meantime, what they've done is done nothing other than they destroyed their own reputation and they destroyed their relationships with people. That's all they've done. So mind your mind your heart. Okay. So this that's one thing. From ever having and that is the hardest thing in my opinion. That's one of the hardest things. You work on that so hard and so much. Some people, when you look at them, they've got amazing careers. They've done amazing things. They've amassed great fortunes. It's because that's what they worked on. This type of work, in my opinion, is greater than that. Because you can, have, you can amass a great fortune, yet at the same time be filled with these diseases inside your heart. You won't enjoy your money. You'd be these people sitting on the beach sipping pina colada, yet his heart is envious of someone who has more money. Or he's envious of somebody else. Or he hates, he has enemies. And they don't realize that you, with all your fortune, you've only gained the external part of the benefit. The real part of the benefit is that your heart is clean. You can enjoy yourself wherever you are. Anybody could come and go and they can't really upset you. That's the real internal part. And those people, Allah says about them, They only know the outside of the hayat dunya Okay. Next. And, and let me tell you something. The, the, the route to purifying that aspect of your heart is by having a lot of time alone in ibadah 
if you could be alone, you don't need people. If you could be alone, if you can, if you can enjoy yourself being alone, yeah, and you can accept the fact that people will be better than you, big deal. How does it affect you when you're alone in a room? Not a problem. Let them be better than me. Uh, Habib Omar always says that they, the Habayib teach, and it's in his book on Mahayat al-Tasawwuf and many other books, that if all the people leave you, if you're sincere with Allah, you should be happy about that. Because that means I have more time in my own ibadah. That's why this matter of ibadah is so important because if you can be comfortable alone, not only comfortable, happy, happy in that situation, then you have a lot of leverage. You got a lot of leverage. And it shouldn't bother you whatever people do or say. Now your desires. We are human beings. We have desires. We want to benefit our lives. We want to do great things. We want to have things of this hayat dunya And provided that we see that we are asking Allah for it, that's coming from Allah, and we understand the real source of these good things, then there's no harm in them. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, many people imagine that this is something that's worldliness, but if you're seeking it through the generosity of Allah Ta'ala by doing ta'at, actions of ta'at and du'a, it's good for you. And then it becomes a test. Don't desire anything bad. Desire only good things. And wait by the sharia. فَإِذَا لَمْ تَكُنْ فِيكَ هَذِهِ الْخِصَالِ الْأَرْبَعْ فَجْعَلْ الرِّمَادَ عَلَى رَأْسِكَ فَقَدْ If you don't have these four things... If you cannot master these four things, your eyes, your tongue, your heart, your limb, your, your, your desires, take some dirt, throw it on yourself because you're finished. It's an expression. People have been asking me about the hair extensions. I'm going to answer it right now. In a second. وَقَالَ لَا تَغْتَمْ إِلَّا مِنْ شَيْءٍ يَضُرُّكَ غَدًا وَلَا تَفْرَحْ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ يَسُرُّكَ غَدًا Sadness and happiness. Don't ever be depressed. Except by something that is an eternal harm to you. Akhirah. And don't be so happy, except by something that is an eternal happiness for you. You help people uh, 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 do some khair, you teach them a hukum, you teach them how to recite Qur'an, and you see that they benefited, you should really be happy because you're going to now have all that reward eternally. The Qur'an teachers are something else with their reward. وَقَالَ وَحْشَةُ الْعِبَادِ عَنِ الْحَقِّ وحشت منهم القلوب أو حشت منهم القلوب. So he now uh, says it's like a play on words. A people's وحشة عن الحق. The people being distant from the حق from which is Allah. The people's being distant from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made their hearts wild. They become wild creatures because they're so far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ أَنْسَوْا بِرَبِّهِمْ 
If you have an uns with your creator, every creation will now have uns with you. Uns, it means that when you spend time with somebody, you really, truly enjoy the time. That's the meaning of uns. It's that you're not doing this out of takalluf anymore. Takalluf is burdening yourself. You're truly happy doing this and enjoying yourself doing this. If you truly, genuinely get to that level in your ibadah, then you'll find that people are, will be like that with you. People will love to be around you. Why? Because the closer you are to Allah, the more tahdeeb and the softening happens to your heart. So you become somebody that everyone wants to be around. And the dis- more distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more wild you become. Greedy, angry, envious, temper, all that stuff. The most beneficial fear is that which stops you from committing sins. And I would assume that the opposite is true. The anfa'ul raja' the most beneficial desires, is what is that which pushes you. I'm trying to mirror exactly how he would say it. The greatest of desire is that which moves you towards acts of righteousness. He's talking now about the khawf. The khawf, that khawf which leads to the beneficial sadness. The beneficial sadness is a little bit different. Namely, that the beneficial sadness is that um, that sadness that is not a sadness about something that you lost of the dunya. That type of sadness that depresses you. But it's more of the pondering that, or the pensive sadness about the, the, the shortness of this life and we're passing. If you ever uh, driven back from a funeral, right? Or went someplace that you haven't been for years, and the place is now like destroyed. I remember there was a, a ho- certain hotel. A lot of people used to have weddings there. These weddings were the most happening hip things in our community that you got to see everyone. Everyone's dressed up, right? And it was so exciting to go to these weddings for some period of years. Then 10 years passed. I ended up somehow being visiting that same hotel and seeing it had fallen into ruins. It gives you like the feeling like life just passed. It's over. This is the end result of everything right so this is like that's the pensive hosen that is more like a, a contemplation of the afterlife uh, or or the brevity of life right that this life it's coming and it's going it's coming and it's going Could, you Mad- madison square garden in the east coast is probably one of the biggest arenas let's say in the area right in our area new york city could you imagine a time Maybe like 80 years old, or 90 years old. You go to New York with your great-grandkids and you say, you know, there was once a time where this was the city, right? And your grandkids said, New York? People used to like New York? You're like, yo, this was the place. There was no place greater on the earth, right? In terms of dunya entertainment. And let's, let me take you to a building. It's abandoned now. It's all boarded up. It's nothing. Nobody uses it anymore. It's called Madison Square Garden. And this was the place to be, right? 
that's uh, that's how it's doing it. That is that pensive sadness that when they these awliya talk about it, huzn, that's a type of huzn they're talking about. The huzn, the feeling that this hayat dunya is passing us by. And we're moving so quickly through it. Also, you get that feeling when you see an old friend that you haven't seen. Or you, when you see an uncle or somebody, or an elder of the, of the community, and all of a sudden he went from being like middle-aged to like really old. Right? SubhanAllah. It's strange, sometimes you have bad relations with people. Or just like st- staticky relations. Not really that good relations. And you see them 20 years later, or 15 or 10 years later, and they're like happy with you, they're smiling, like they missed you, I missed you so much, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what happened to their heart at that time? They must have gone through so many hardships that humbled them, softened them, broke them, such that whatever they were holding against you is now gone. It's such an odd feeling, but it's a good feeling. It's like, but I know something happened to this person. They've been humbled by life. Nothing major have had to happen. Just life in general humbles people. So many bad things happened that softened me up, that made me realize what's important in life. وَقَالَ وَأَلْزَمَكَ الْفِكْرَ فِي بَقِيَّةِ عُمْرِكَ An incident may occur that makes you contemplative for the rest of your life. And anyone who's ever lost a family member at, a, at, an, at an odd age, an unlikely age, such as losing a parent early on in life or losing a child. These are like the odd ages, right? Usually you lose your parent later in life and you, you, and you don't lose your children. Usually that's the case. But those incidents usually make people pensive throughout the rest of their life. And there it is. ma sahal because the first one he said now the greatest of desires how do I measure my desires by the sharia and by their impact upon me is it halal first of all that should be easy right secondly is it moving me to ta'a it makes ibadah easy طول الاستماع إلى الباطل يطفئ حلاوة الطاعة من القلب. Too much listening to باطل, just dunya. باطل means anything that is not, it's useless essentially, towards the akhirah. Unless you're making it useful. Right? باطل is that which is, it has no use in and of itself, and maybe you use it for, for good and maybe not. That's about the news, sports, stuff is about it. You got talk shows, documentaries, all this stuff. It puts out the sweetness of heart of ibadah and ta'a, acts of obedience. Good wisdoms here from Abdullah al-Khubayq, ibn al-Khubayq. Next, entry number 29. Ahmad al-Kharraz, wa huwa Abu Sa'id, Ahmad ibn Isa al-Kharraz. The Kharraz, it's like the one who puts jewels together. Uh, kharaz is like, not jewels, beads, little beads. That's what a kharaz is. He does beads. He, use, he, he, I guess, puts beads on the clothes and sells it or whatever. He was from Baghdad, sahib of the Noon al-Misri. He was, he kept the company of the Noon al-Misri. 
and he kept the company of Asari al-Saqati and Bishr ibn Harith al-Hafi, major early Zuhad. And he died 277 after the Hijrah, which is 890 of the Common Era. قَالَ كُلُّ بَاطِنٍ يُخَالِفُهُ ظَاهِرْ فَهُوَ بَاطِلٍ Every Baltin, every internal state that contradicts an external ruling is Baltil. Like what? Like I'm going to go and I'm going to strike up a relationship with this sister to give her dawah. Right? And then when you do that, you feel subhanAllah, mashallah, I've been texting with the sister all night and she's just benefiting from the dawah. Uh, you went against what is the outward rule of the sharia you don't go and do dawah to a sister what's your business with it that is one of the biggest tricks of iblis there are not other uh, hundreds of other women that you could have suggested her to why are you now oh there aren't other women why aren't you doing dawah to your your grandma right there's why this woman in particular have you thought about that there are many other women you pass by in life and you didn't have to give dawah to. But this one you want to save. Your nafs is tricking you. There was a pop song way back in the day and a brother in England, he said, oh, this, I know it's, uh, it's a pop song, but if you think of the prophet while you listen to it, your state goes up. Baltir. Okay. Kullu baltin yukhalifuhu zahir fahuwa baltin. Every internal state that you have and feeling, if it contradicts Zahir al-Shari'ah, it is baltid completely. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. I saw Iblis in a vision, in a dream. He passed by me in a worshipful state. I said, come, what is with you? فَقَالَ مَاذَا أَعْمَلُ بِكُمْ أَنْتُمْ طَرَحْتُمْ عَنْ نُفُوسِكُمْ مَا أَخْوَادِعُ بِهِ النَّاسِ What can I do with you people? What can I do with you people? You took out of your soul that which with which I tricked people. Alright? فَقُلْتُ وَمَا هُوَ And what is that? He said, الدُّنْيَا أي حُبُّ الدُّنْيَا Love of the dunya. That's the main trick that Iblis uses. Love of this life. فَلَمَّا وَلَّا عَنِّي إِلْتَفَتُّ إِلَيَّ إِلْتَفَتَ إِلَيَّ وَقَالَ غَيْرَ أَنَّ لِي فِيكُمْ لَطِيفَةً When he passed by, he turned back, he said, except I got one thing left. I have one thing left. فَقُلْتُ وَمَا هِيَ قَالَ سُحْبَةُ الْأَحْدَاثِ وَقَالَ صُحْبَةُ الزُّهَادِ مَا صُحْبَةُ فَمَا وَقَعَ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَهُمْ خِلَافِ قَالُوا لِمَاذَا قَالَ لِأَنِّي كُنْتُ مَعَهُمْ عَلَى نَفْسِي صُحْبَةُ الْأَحْدَاثِ Quarrels Quarrels That's the only thing left You're quarreling with people And, and isn't that the case? People of Zuhud and Deen still quarrel They could still quarrel over fatawa They could still quarrel over methods of da'wah so that was still the one thing he had left. Now, what did he say? Okay. He said, 
uh, not at least the dream is over. That story is over. He himself is saying about himself. He said that I kept the company of the Zuhad and we never had a conflict. Okay. Some, his students said, why? How did you do that? He said, because every time I was with them, I always blame myself. Whenever anything comes up, I blame myself to keep this relationship, to keep my relationship with the Zuhad. So, the, uh, what Iblis said to him can be interpreted as two things, conflict or making you keep the company of fools. Either one, you can view it as that. But it's the company you keep. So how many people in their deen, they're excellent in themselves? This is very important. I think a lot of you can relate to this. Their deen is excellent in themselves. But with people, they always have conflicts. They're not great with people. That's the trick that Iblis still has. That's the, what he has left. He will cause fitna between you and the people. Why? We all want to do this da'wah. Okay, let's do it this way. No, let's do it that way. No, let's do it this way. No, let's do it that way. That's the thing. That's the issue. So you have to be very careful with that. Don't let your relationships with righteous people go sour. If they go sour, man, subhanAllah. Okay. If they go sour... So, Rai, when you hit the permissions on that, that puts it on Spotify? Good. For all those who are asking about Spotify, the, they're all uploading right now. Pretty much almost done. They're all uploading on Spotify. So this is something that I think that a lot of people, they're make it or break it by their sahbah. If they're able to maintain good relations with the righteous, they'll benefit from those righteous. And if they're, they have bad relations with people, they end up always getting sour, they won't benefit from them. They're going to suffer. Suhbah is one of those things that you're, you will, you, you're, the benefit from it is long-term, but it's guaranteed. Like it's, not everyone is a student, right? Not everyone picks up book and studies. But if you hang out with a faqih long enough for 15 years, there's, you, you will be a mini faqih. Guarantee you. If you hang out with a, a businessman, you never study business, you never do business. But you just, you're, you're his driver, for example. You're going to overhear enough conversations as long as you have a modicum of intelligence. One day you, you, you have half his knowledge, right? Just by listening. So if you just hang out with a faqih for just a, a few minutes, a day, a week, you will learn and become a faqih. But it requires a polished ego, a really polished ego. That you, you, and it's a skill, in my view. It's a great life skill to get on with people, to get along with people. And some people just have a, this, this, this very bad, I'm not even calling it a disease or a personality trait. It's, it's a bad habit. You can change it. Anybody can change these things. They just always have to have fights with everybody. Or they like to be alone, and so they find an excuse to break away from the group. Important, really important lessons were taken from these Zuhad. Next is his brother, Abdullah al-Kharraz. Okay, and he was his younger brother. He died 310 after the Hijrah. No, maybe he's not his brother. Abu, no, no, not his brother, no. This is Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Kharraz. The other one was Abu Sa'id Ahmed ibn Isa, different fathers. 
And this one is Persian. But he moved to Mecca al-Mukarramah. وَصَحِبَ أَبَا حَفْسٍ وَأَبَا عُمْرَانَ الْكَبِيرِ وَكَانَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ الْوَرَعَ The haram, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to make it easy again to enter into the, the saha, it's called. Saha is the ground level of the haram. And it seems like now like a long distant memory that you could just walk right into the haram. There was no guards, no nothing, and you could just... Uh, Walk right in. Now you can't do that anymore. There was low seasons. Maybe in the low time. But I don't think there's any more low seasons. The Ummah has a billion plus people. There will always at any given time be at minimum 250,000 people in the Haram. And so they're going to manage that. He didn't say much but he has one quote. He says, Al-ju'u ta'amu zahideen. Hunger is the food of the Zuhad. Wa-dhikru ta'amu al-arifeen. And dhikr is the ta'am of the arifin. And what is the difference? The arifin are the people, the, the, that's, that subtlety of that term, are the people who they study the ways in which Allah works in this hayat dunya or the ways in which Allah's, Allah takes action in this hayat dunya Right? Which is namely, like what are the sunan of creation? This, how did Allah create in this dunya? Things like that. That's something extremely important um, to know that that's what the word arifina billah means. They know Allah's attributes. They know the signs of tawfiq, the signs of khidlan, failure, the signs of tawfiq, etc. Shami Khan, yes, the pre-COVID limits have been lifted, however... You cannot enter the saha, the, the ground level, without ihram still. So after you do your first umrah, you're either going to have to fake it by just putting on ihram, or you're going, and you have to sign up with an app to do umrah, or um, you go upstairs to the second level. And now the second level, it used to be that you can go right up to the wall and sort of walk around and look at the Kaaba, but you can't do that now anymore. They've made the first portion of that for people who want to make salah. Then they put a ticker tape around that, or uh, not a ticker tape, like a, a strip of like caution tape. And then you walk there. And you, when you look, it's so far, you can't even see anything. On top of that, when we were there, somebody jumped. So they put another 10 foot, 5 feet or whatever, they put another wall, like a little wall. So that where you don't even pray next to the, the plexiglass wall through which you can see the Kaaba. You don't even see that. They, they push that out. They put a, a little wall, these movable walls. It's not that high. Maybe three feet. Not, not even that. So there's two barriers now. And then the people praying. And then the, you make tawaf there. So all different things are happening and so when you're making tawaf on the second floor, you're just like in a building. You're not even like feeling any sense that you're at the Kaaba, at the Haram. The next one is Abu Hamza al-Khurasani from Khurasan. Khurasan is part of it is Afghanistan, part of it is now Persia. Abu Hamza al-Khurasani, he died in 295. 
which is 903 of the Common Era. And he was originally from the city of Nishapur. Nishapur, Samarkand, and Bukhara formed a triangle of knowledge. Very beneficial knowledge came out of that triangle. And he was from the, the followers of Junaid al-Salik, okay? and al-Kharraz, and many other Zuhad. Okay. وَقَالَ مَنْ اسْتَشْعَرَ ذِكْرَ الْمَوْتِ حَبَّبَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْهِ كُلُّ The one who often thinks of death, Allah makes everyone love him. Again, the one who often thinks of death, that death, that thought will purify, to purify his character. So he won't have this envy. He won't have this holding on to the dunya. He'll be generous. It'll purify your whole character. The more you do it, the more you get purified, people will love you. And he himself will not like anything. Uh, he will love everything eternal and he will hate everything that is fanny. Two terms you should know, baqi and fanny. Temporal is fanny. Eternal or everlasting is baqi. Okay. Not infinite. Infinite is different. Infinite means both ways. Everlasting and eternal means one way. Okay. Infinite going backwards, inf- going backward infinitely can never be for a human being, for a created thing. So this is when the Greeks and, and the atheists and, and all those, they said, no, this, earth, this world has always existed. Okay. Uh, rationally, that's impossible. Put yourself on a timeline, right? The timeline is the present. Now go back to the beginning of the timeline and come back, right? Go back to the origin and come back. We could do that. I could say that here, here we are, what we call 2023. We can go back all the way to the origin of human beings, and then we could write a history. Okay, We can imagine a history coming back. But if the world has always existed, you can't, if you go back to the origin of the world or to the beginning of the world and it has no origin, you would just go forever. You would never come back. So the idea that if this world and this universe and this creation always existed, you, we would never be at a present. There would never be a present, right? It's almost as if there's a well of water that has no end. And I tell you, fill the well so that we can use it, benefit from it. So you take a hose and you put the hose in the well. But that water will never fill up. It'll just disappear forever. So that's why the... Com- the uh, uh, the concept okay the concept of uh, existing forever is impossible so that's fani and baqi baqi living on forever how will we see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment imam malik says allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us a body and eyes that are baqi they're different and they will be able to now see al baqi so al-baqi is that which stays forever, everlasting. And al-fani is that which has an end. This world is fani. And that's the, what I said earlier. When you, when you see something that 
a place that you were in, uh, a place that you were um, used to go to that used to be exciting and now you see it's a khariba it's destroyed it's in ruins or just not used anymore or it's not even near the excitement it used to be anymore that's the feeling of you're feeling the fanny the ever the temporal nature of things okay which by nature gives you a sense of sadness the Arifina Billah, they live day by day. They take their living day by day. And it's not the fact that they don't ever save. No, that's not that. But it's they don't rely upon that. They don't rely upon that. And they're living day by day, literally. You literally don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So yeah, we may save as a practice. Good. We may save as a practice. But uh, it's not that we're going to rely upon that. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. A man said, give me advice. Prepare yourself for the journey. That is right in front of you, coming to you right now, which is death. Death. Let's read one more, and then we'll stop there, and we'll talk about this hair extension issue. Ahmed ibn Khardawai, who Abu Hamid Ahmed ibn Khardawai al-Balkhi. He died 240 earlier than the previous few that we read. 854 of the Common Era. And he was from the kibar of the mashayikh of Khurasan. وَكَانَ كَبِيرًا فِي الْفَتْوَى He was a faqih and he used to give fatwa. صَحِبَ أَبَا تُرَابِ النَّخْشِ قَدَمَ نِيسَبُورُ وَزَارَ أَبَا حَفْصِ He went to Nisabur and he visited Abu Hafs. وَقَرَجَ إِلَى بِسْطَامِ فِي زِيَارَةِ أَبِي يَزِيدِ الْبِسْطَامِ He went to Bistam and he visited Abu Yazid al-Bistami. Bayazid al-Bistami. وَكَانَ أَبُ يَزِيد يقول عنه أستاذنا أحمد. He used to call him our teacher Ahmed. أستاذ uh, is a Persian word for teacher, and it went into Arabic, and then it went to Spain. That's where we get the word usted from in Spanish. وقال أبو حفص ما رأيت أحدا أكبر همة ولا أصدق حالا من أحمد بن خضروي. He had I never met anyone with a greater himma. Himma is aspiration. Okay, and Hal is sincere, like he's very, he's, it's what is in his heart is what's your sitq, putting out everything that you can possibly put to attain your goal. That's what's ikhlas, is that you're not doing anything for anybody else, except Allah. That's ikhlas. But sitq is that you're, you're uh, engaged, you're, you're putting out every last, you're not leaving a single stone unturned. That's sitq. You're not leaving a single stone unturned to achieve your cause or your goal. So there's no one, he said, that's himma. So these are three words you got to understand. Himma is an aspiration. If you're depressed, there's one quick answer for you. Develop an aspiration. Have a goal. Create a goal for yourself. And then get lost in that goal. You'll lose even yourself. Okay, You'll forget all your, des- your depression. Having a himma, is so great, right? Having a goal. And then sidq is then don't leave any stone unturned in pursuing your goal. And ikhlas 
is the sincerity. You say that this is, I'm doing this for such and such a reason. Now be pure in that. I'm doing this to help you. Okay, be pure in that. I'm doing this to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then be pure in that. Whatever it is. Whatever your intention is, to be pure in your intention. That's ikhlas. So these are three terms. Al-himma, wal-sidq, wal-ikhlas. And previously we learned al-baqa, wal-fana. Baqa, everlasting. Fana is passing away. So these are all uh, important concepts. And he says here about him that he was, he had the most himma and the most sitq. Okay. Where are we here? All right. Samiatu Muhammad ibn Hamad yaqul, kuntu jalisan inda Ahmad ibn Khadraway, wa huwa fin naz'a, wa kana qad ata alayhi khamsun wa tis'una sana. He was 95 years old and death was upon him on his deathbed. They asked him a question um, in fiqh, I suppose. His, his eyes wept. My sons, this was a door. I am now upon a door okay, that I was knocking on for 95 years. Okay. And now it will be open to me. Now it will be open to me. But I don't know if I'm going to be happy or miserable. Now is the time for the answer so this is something he's been preparing for his whole life now is the time there's no sleep worse heavier than heedlessness of Allah and there's no slave wor- slavery worse than your desire your desire makes you a slave and if it wasn't for heedlessness, your desires would have never controlled you. So it's remembrance of Allah Ta'ala saves us. This is what saves us from our own desires and our own nafs. It's these awliya have amazing things to say to us. Amazing things to say. Segment number three or two is upon us now. And if you are enjoying this live stream, then support it. Keep it into existence. There's no guarantee that it'll exist in the future, this live stream. We ask Allah to make it exist, but there's no guarantee that it's going to exist into the future. So if you want it to continue to exist, then support it at patreon.com forward slash Zafina Society. Um, if you want to contribute to the library that we're building here at Darul Fat, where's the link for that? Uthman, are you here? Uh, can you put the link on Instagram and on um, and on uh, YouTube if you want to participate in this? Um, in the Darul Fat Library, you can do that. You can do so by supporting the link that Uthman's going to put up. Yeah, 
books books for the library for the students for the students who don't have who can't afford books okay and we're trying to keep the tuition light upon them and the books are expensive these books are being shipped from overseas and you can um, also take courses with us starting next week live courses but the pre-recorded courses are always there on arcview.org before we get to your Q&A, we will discuss this issue of hair extensions for sisters, for women. Uh, there is a dominant ruling, the dominant ruling in the Madiki school is the prohibition of wigs, okay, and hair extensions. There is the fatwa, though, there is a fatwa that uh, and analyzes the reason for this prohibition. The reason for this prohibition is that it would fool people. And therefore, let's say a woman may see you and say, oh, mashallah, she's so pretty. Look at her wonderful hair. Let me suggest her to my son. And then he discovers that it's a fraud. That's not what she looks like. So based upon that, if you base it upon that, this fatwa says, this fatwa is from the Madikis of Egypt, it states that the, uh, if the ghish is not happening, then it's permitted. So there's two different opinions here within the madhab. And one is a, the, the, the generally stated ruling, and the other would be a uh, fatwa. Okay? If the rish is not happening, then it becomes permitted. Namely, you're already married, your husband knows you. There's no rish. Rish is misleading people. Yeah, this live stream, you learn a lot of Arabic terms, which is good. Now, the Malikiyah say that uh, you cannot benefit from other human beings. The Malikiyah say that, even if it's Tahir. Okay. So, therefore, in this fatwa, you can benefit from synthetic hairs. And the Hanafis agree with this. You can benefit from synthetic hair. You can put synthetic hair in. Question number two. Is it tacked? Are, are they are they connected on or are they glued on? Are they glued on to the hair or are they glued on to the scalp? If they're glued on to the scalp, then it's a ha'il for wudu and ghusl. So you'd have to remove them every time you want to make ghusl or wudu. So she may wear it with them when she's not praying, but then she would have to take it off as soon as she have to pray again. So that's the problem. And that covers it. So that's the issue of the ruling itself using human products and then its effect on wudu and ghusl. Okay? That's the answer. Okay? Any questions on that? Let's start taking your questions in general. Is a ghusl only in the context of uh, potential... Marriage. Yes. Rish, rish, in this case, 
Rish is a general word for fooling people in trade, in transactions. And I'll give you an example. The Prophet ﷺ came upon a man who had very good grains. He had a basket of grains. And as the Prophet was looking in the grain, when he put his hand in, he found at the bottom of the basket that the customer would buy were all the bad grain. So he had bad grain, but he covered it with good grain. So the Prophet ﷺ said, This is rish. And so, that's that. Uh, that's rish. Can rish uh, also apply to men in marriage? Yes, if he comes in with a toupee, for example. If a man comes in with a toupee, it's a rish. Or if a man, with the intent of covering his white hairs in his beard to make himself look young, and he dyes his hair the color of his beard with the intent to cover up his white hairs. Because you have to remember back in the day, there was no such, people didn't know their age, right? People said, I was born the year of the flood, the year of the elephant, the year of this. People didn't really know this. So you knew someone's age by their face. And so that's a rish. So this, this issue of the prohibition of dyeing your hair black, man cannot dye his beard or his hair black. So... There's two different approaches to this issue. Number one, it's purely ta'abudi. Ta'abudi meaning it's just something the Prophet said not to do. It's a test of your obedience. And it's an exercise of your obeying the Prophet over your, rather than following your intellect or your, your own judgment, I should say. Okay, That's one take on it. The other take on it is, no, it's ma'qul al-ma'na. It's ma'qul al-ma'na. Ma'qul al-ma'na is another Arabic term which means that it's something you could rationally understand why he's prohibiting it, which is not to fool people. If that's the case, then a blonde person cannot dye his hair beard blonde, and a redhead cannot dye his hair red, and a brown-haired man cannot dye his beard brown, and then a black-haired man cannot dye his beard black. So if, if we go that route, that's the answer to that. Because it's rish. Okay? That's the understanding of that. Okay. So yes, a man can do rish too. There's a discussion needs clarity here. People, brothers are, are wondering if uh, suicide is a means for someone to be in hell forever. No, it's a major sin. And they're confused about the hadith about someone uh, repeatedly doing that to himself. That's the punishment of suicide, is that a person will be uh, repeatedly doing that to themselves until the resurrection. But suicide is not shirk. It's not kufr. It's a major sin. Can it be forgiven? Yes. And that we have a proof from that in the hadith the Prophet Sallallahu uh, was asked about a new Muslim who killed himself because of pain. And the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned that he, uh, Allah will forgive him. However, it is also, you may be an a, a accessory to murder if a guy says to you, hey, I'm suicidal, is this a forgivable sin? And you say yes. I've seen many shiuch talk about suicide and they say, you're not allowed to say that. You must say, it's not forgivable. Okay. And that's the same case as it's said about Hassan al-Basri. Some people tell the story about Imam Malik. And then 
they a man comes says, is murder forgivable and they say yes another man comes is murder forgivable say no so they said why said, because the first man who i said yes to he had already committed murder and was feeling bad about it so i said yes it's forgivable keep making toba the other person is about to commit murder he wants to commit mur commit murder so i said no it's not forgivable to stop him from from that Shazia says, Dua can be exhausting, but don't stop. Relief may be close. Yes, do, just do not stop. There's no point in stopping. Just don't stop. In anything you do, by the way. Allah loves al-mulih. The mulih. This is a good quality to keep pecking away, keep pecking away, keep pecking away. How could you go on a long journey if you're someone who gives up? Okay. So just keep Pecking away, keep pecking away, don't stop. That was Adiba's question. What do you do if you're praying for a long time? I'm exhausted, keep going. Why? Uh, think about a lot of things are exhausting, right? A lot of things are exhausting. Medical school. Yeah. Exercise? Oh, like physically exhausting, yeah. And in terms of any journey, most people's journey of learning may take 10 years before anyone considers them learning, learned. Uh, any doctor, from the, your first bio class until you open your own practice, that may have 15 years, right? may have been 15 years. So. All right, next question. I asked my elder, they all read Salah Hanafi time except Asr and Aisha. They follow the Shafi'i time. That's what he was saying the other day. I asked him, why do you do this without a need? He said, wear a niqab. What? what the heck kind of answer is that? Well, in, inshallah, his salah is valid. It's just not the right, the perfect way to do our ibadah is to choose, to use our brains to choose the imam or the madhab that is most worthy of following, then follow it through. Yeah. But if you don't do that, it's not that your your uh, your ibad is invalid as long as it's valid in one of the schools. It's just not the right way to practice things. Daydreaming of autumn, we are up on Spotify again, and Rai could do a check. Go to Spotify and check, but. Just go to Spotify.org. Wait, you, it's not a public website? Spotify? But if, as long as you're putting in a SoundCloud and you're going into the RSS, the RSS, you're clicking on RSS, including, okay, when you, you go to, okay, go down, down, there it is. Yeah, so they're coming up slowly, but why are they out of order like this? Oh, random. Click on the, the whole channel right above the channel it's not uh, yeah no go back back again yeah and go to the channel yeah right there there mashallah they're all up on spotify good they're all up can you put a oh you can't put a picture i don't think they're all up on Spotify. Subh has been very sick. In and out of the hospital. What's wrong with you? 
Why is Subhi in and out of the hospital? Not good. Allah give you a shifa, ya Subhi. Subhakallahu bil khair. Next question, Khalil Hamza. Can you please explain the concept of kasb? Kasb is that we do not create our actions. Meaning, Allah is the creator of all actions. He created you and what you do. So how do I do deeds? No, we don't, we don't create our actions. They're created, but we earn them by our intention. That's kasb. Is there a truth behind lines that are seen on the palms? No. Palm reading is nothing. It's, it's completely bothered. Muslim Grandpa says, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a man committed, uh, yes, a sahab, there was a Sahabi who did, a brand new Muslim who killed himself. One the Prophet ﷺ said he is in the fire and he's doing that to himself until the day of judgment and the other Allah forgave him because one had no had, was a brand new Muslim okay, and the other was not. So one was forgiven one was not. COVID-19 and pneumonia Allah give you shifa. How do you prevent our hearts from being attached to something that's not good? I, I, my experience is that a lot of um, a lot of recitation of Quran removes detachments, uh, attachments that are no good to you, for you. They remove them. It removes it. Sophia says, "What about false eyelashes? It's a ha'il for wudu. Same ruling, but it 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 is a ha'il of wudu." Is laser hair removal haram for a woman? If she's showing her aura, then yes, of course. If you're doing it to yourself, I don't know how this laser hair removal works, but in any case in which you could do it to yourself, it's permitted. But the to have somebody, if, there, if it involves looking at your aura, then no, that's not allowed. It's not a um, valid reason to show your, to reveal your aura. Is it sunnah to wear collarless shirt? No, I'm wearing a collar right now. It's not sunnah, no. No such sunnah for that. Is it permissible to finance a condo with the guidance residential company? You look at their contracts. There were shiuch that looked at their contracts, big shiuch that validated their contracts. AW says, I made dua and also made intention to make tahajjud and until I wept to cure a defect. SubhanAllah. The next day, a Muslim came into my shop selling a product for this very same defect. Ajeeb. Well, take it now. It sounds to me like that. Take it and see if it works. And I hope it works for you. Madikian and Salafi, what's the difference? Night and day. Night and day. They shouldn't even be compared. It's an insult to Imam Malik to compare them, to be honest with you. 
this is a new innovation. Yeah. Does the wealth of the Saudi family belong to the royal family? They have the right to use it in certain ways, but ultimately, um, stuff that it, things that are found in the ground, okay, uh, has has its own ruling in fiqh, including zakah. Right. Mini, what is the ruling on free mixing? My husband and JR attended a particular Quran study group for the first time. Men and women were not segregated. The mixing that is forbidden is the mixing that has touching of the bodies. That's absolutely forbidden. Like you're so jammed up. That's absolutely forbidden, except in the Haramain al-Sharifain, where it's impossible to avoid. Mainly in Mecca. It's, it's, you can easily avoid that in Medina. The mixing that would induce somebody or give someone an opportunity to glance, to look at the opposite gender with pleasure would be between prohibited and makruh. That's the type of mixing that's, that's forbidden. Okay, next question. Sheikh Shuraim resigned from the Haram of Mecca. Why would he do that? Go look it up. Drama in the Haramain al-Sharifain. There's the weirdest thing about the Haramain al-Sharifain is, uh, is that they now have like youth running the tw- their Twitter accounts, right? Haramain al-Sharifain Twitter account. So Tahira, why don't you get us the news for that and see why did he resign? Now the difference between Madiki and Salafi is this. The Madiki Madhab relies upon sources of Sharia that the Salafi do not recognize. And they limit sources of Sharia that the Salafi fiqh elevates. What are they? The first source of Sharia that the Salafiyya reject that the Malikiyya establish is the Amal of Ahl al-Madina. And the, which is the pious practice and the fatwa of the first three generations of scholars in Medina. And the common practice of everybody. So the common practice is that which something that could not have been changed that's mutawatir, like the Adhan the size of the mud, the way of prayer, the way of clothing. These are things, it's impossible to have been ch- changed in only three generations from the Prophet ﷺ. And it was something that everybody's doing. The whole society's doing it. Okay? Like the way the Adhan is called, the way the Iqama is called, the times in which they pray, the way in which they pray, the way in which they dress, like in terms of covering the awra, niqab or not. And it's the fatawa of the first three generations of scholars of Medina. That is a, something we call al-amal. Amal ahl Medina. And that is a major source for Imam Malik. He elevated this source over another source which the Salafiyya take and consider that as a stronger source. And that is the Ahad Hadith. Now by the way, what I'm saying here, the Salafis, this doesn't make the Salafis wrong. Because the Shafi's also have this view and the Hanbalis have this view. And that's why Salafi's fiqh and Shafi's and Hanbalis is very close to each other. 
Okay. The ahad hadith means a hadith that come from one or two narrators. Just one or two chains, especially one. Okay. But I have seen some people say only one or two. It's only come, especially just one, like come from one chain. One Sahabi transmitted it. What does that mean? Well, if it was a, a major matter of religion, the Prophet would have repeated it over and over, and many Sahaba would have said it, if it's a ruling of religion, right? There are many important hadiths that come from one Sahabi, such as, But there's no direct, explicit prohibition or obligation in that hadith. We're talking about halal and haram here, fiqh. If it's something that is truly haram for the ummah, it would have been repeated, it would have been said in mass, in public, in a khutbah, such that many sahaba would transmit it. So that's what an ahad hadith is. And the Malikiyah will measure an ahad hadith against the amal. If the amal goes one way and the ahad hadith goes another way, then the Malik, Imam Malik says, that Ahad Hadith, we don't have enough information. There must be something else about it. So we won't say it's a lie, but we will say we don't have enough information to make law about it. They will go with the Amal. Malik will go with the Amal. The Shafi'iyah and the Hanabila will say no. We'll go with the Ahad Hadith. Okay. So the Salafiyah are not even wrong about that in that, in that matter. So when it comes to our the Usul al-Fiqh, that's where there is the major difference. And the other difference between, you could say, Salafi and the Hanafis, Hanbalis and Shafi's even, is the recognition of valid different, of different valid usuls. All the four madhabs hold that each other's usul is valid. They may differ, but it's valid. Why? Because they're differing on matters not exact, explicitly mentioned by the Prophet and the Quran. Therefore, it's left to human judgment. If it's left for human judgment, because it's dhanni, it's interpretive, speculative, then you're free to have a, 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 a sound, an opinion that, that is in line with the language of the texts. That is not contradicting to any other text of Quran and Hadith. Simple as that. And it would seem that that phrase Salafiyyah, they have said, no, 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 this is the only way and those things are completely invalid. It would seem that, that that's their attitude. Otherwise, show me a Salafi mosque that has a Hanafi, that has hired a Hanafi teacher. Show me one Salafi mosque that says, okay, Salafi fiqh is being taught on Monday, Hanbali fiqh on Tuesday, Maliki fiqh on Wednesday. Never happens. It's like one, my way or the highway. And that's not right. These in dhanni and interpretive matters, you, you, you cannot just uh, eliminate valid opinions. In Aqidah, it's a whole other subject. In Aqidah, well, the Salafiyah will base their Aqidah on the Mutashabihat. Okay? That's a whole other subject. What'd you say? Yeah, we seem to re have repeated that many times, but that's okay because either you're a regular listener and now you've memorized the subject because we say it so many times. I have no problem repeating stuff. Or you're a new listener and you're hearing it for the first time. Repetition is how something becomes part of you. And so the Hanafis and the Malikis and the Shaf and the Shafis, their view on that is the Mutashabihat 
the anthropomorphic seeming verses, man-like, human-like seeming verses are interpreted vis-a-vis the muhkamat. They're interpreted in light of the muhkam. The muhkam verses are the clear and explicit verses. And the hanabila is what their way is, we have no comment on any of that. And the salafiya, they will insist upon the, they will build their aqidah on the mutashabihat. And Allah knows best. We opened a book in the. It was in the office of MBIC. Mm-hmm. It was a little booklet, and it was It was like something to read. So I looked it up. I just opened a random page, and it mm-hmm. said, "Istilah to be laid in the." Like that's the whole chapter. The whole chapter. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, shredder in Sammy's office. Yeah. Shred those books completely. The um, religious police in Saudi have been disbanded. And now you just have regular officers monitoring the Haramain al-Sharifain, right? Which I found that to be um, more friendly, to be honest with you. And if, if that regular officer is in some kind of a bad mood, it's only because of his day, not because he thinks you're a mushrik or a mubtada. Maham says you cannot do laser hair removal on yourself. It requires training and equipment. Do not try this at home. What do they use? Like a laser pen? You know how many weird things you learn about in fiqh? Muzam al-Khan. Some people say as-salah al-kamila has kufr. What? No. Not one word. Allahumma salli wa sallam ala sayyidna. Allahumma salli salatan kamila wa sallam salaman taman ala nabiyin tanhallu bihi al-uqad. What does that mean? It means that knots are undone by him. So when we have a jam and we're in a problem, a moral problem, is not knowledge of the sunnah what unties this problem for us? So, tanhallu bihi al-uqd. If, if I have a uqda that is not, uqda is a knot. If I have something, I could have a knot that is not a practical problem, but an emotional one. Did not the Prophet say, salah upon him removes anxieties? So it's true. Same meaning. By the Prophet ﷺ, major disasters are either averted or you find your way out. Same concept. By the Prophet ﷺ, needs are attained. Okay. Um, is okay. Where do we get our needs attained from? From Allah. Through what? Through the ibadah that the Prophet taught us. Through worship, through du'a. Well, who taught us that worship in the du'a? So therefore, by going to the sunnah and by going to the salah on the prophet and by going to the knowledge of sharia, my needs are attained. Okay, so, so why don't we just recite La ilaha illa subhanaka ni kuntum min al-dhalameen The du'a of the noon al-masri. Tayyib. Good. Uh, sorry. The prophet Yunus, alayhi uh, salam, also known as the noon. Not the noon al-masri. Sayyidina Yunus, alayhi salam, who's known as the noon in the Qur'an. The one who was swallowed by the whale. All right, where did we get that from? From the Quran. Well, who recited the Quran to us? The Prophet. Okay. It's all the same. All the good desires are attained through him. Why? By is not following the Sunnah, loving the Prophet, all these ibadats. Every ibadah that you're doing, where does the Sanad go back to? 
goes back to the Prophet who taught it to you. Husnul Khawatim, Karim. And Wasila through him is a cause for rain. Right? He's not even saying no, Omar said in the apps we didn't have the Prophet, at least we have Abbas, right, living to make the dua. That's that's actually a proof for uh this wasila. Because the Prophet in his grave is not going to come and lead the Salat al-Istisqa, right? So he used Abbas, okay, the nearest kin to the Prophet And we have that famous hadith where that man came and he said, uh, we've been suffering drought, etc. I don't want to quote that exactly, but Ryan, you probably have heard that one. And that man came. It was a, a Bedouin came in front of the grave of the Prophet and he said, O Master of Allah, we have drought, we have all these things. And then they, they think that um, Bedouin then saw the Prophet and said, go to Omar and tell him al-kis al-kis. Right? Salat al-Kamila can be recited without any hesitation. There is absolutely nothing uh, against him at all. Against that at all. It's like what you said. This is like perfect. It's not an analogy, but just an example. Like if a toothbrush cleans your teeth. Yeah. Like it's not an example to the Prophet but just generally like a Wahhabi would be scared that they're going to commit shirk with a toothbrush. Yeah. If I it's mean, cleaning their teeth. Yeah. You know? It's because, oh, and now are you associating the power to the toothbrush? Here, use this to clean yourself. Use this to save yourself from thirst or from whatever. But it's a means, right? But you may speak about the means the same way that you speak about the source. And uh, being the example of um, the Qur'an saying, قُلْ يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ مَلَكُ الْمَوْتِ Say, the angel of death Causes you death, brings you death, takes your soul. But doesn't Allah cause death? Yes, but you may speak about the source and the sebab in the same language. So you can say, this doctor saved my life. Hey, uh, a guy saves your life from getting hit by a bus, right? You say, oh, man, you saved my life. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, subhanAllah. Repeat your shahada because now you made shirk. No, you, you say, Allah saved my life and you were just the sebab? No. You can you can say to him you saved my life. Of course, with taqid of that, he's the sebab and Allah is the me, is the source. Sebab is the means. Khala White had some jaw issues. May Allah give her uh, a speedy shifat for that. Khala's out. Subhi's out. What's going on here? What is the adab of saying salams to someone with their wife or sister? You could say assalamu alaikum in general to all of them in once, in one shot. Mm. All right, what is Anam Lodi's question here about niqab? Mm. You might want to go put your question in again because I can't see, all I see is, is asterisk niqabi. So I see the correction, but I don't see the original question. Instagram, yep. Niqab. What is the question of niqab? Shafi and Hanbali view niqab and Maliki view niqab if it's if people are um, if people do not have adab and they would stare upon a Muslim 
then it's blocking her, uh, then blocking her face would be fart. However, as aura, no, not as aura, but as avoiding people who are um, harmful. But not, but the aura in the Maliki school is for a woman is everything but her face and her hands. Her face and her hands. And the bottom of her feet. For the Hanafis, it's face, hands, and the whole foot. Okay, good. Assalamu alaikum from Toronto, says Ilyas, 313. The 20th of Jumad al-Thani is tonight, and that is the birth of a Sayyidah Fatima. Yes, Sayyidah Fatima is born on the 20th of Jumada al-Ukhra. Now remember, Jumada is a feminine word, so it's Jumada al-Ukhra. And uh, the 20th is her birth. Is Salat al-Hajjah a valid hadith? Yes, it is. And how do we pray it? We have a video on that, I think. Yep. yep. Go to the video for that. It's called like Dua. Was it called Dua al-Hajjah? Yeah. We should have a video. We'll get that. It's not, check the Safin Saadi uh, uh, channel. How do we identify problems in our hearts so we can correct them? There's two ways. Read the books of the Salihin and hang around the Salihin. When you read the books about the Salihin, about Tasawwuf, they'll talk all about your, the diseases of the heart. They talk about it. And, and they... Uh, you, you check yourself. I have this. I don't have that. And then hang out with the Salihin and you'll also, it'll reflect, any disease of the heart will reflect in the course of that friendship and that interaction. Okay. So, that's how it works. And then you try to work on yourself to fix them. From the hadith where the Messenger of Allah وسلم, tells us, jealousy is only permitted in two causes, or two cases, does that mean we can be ungrateful? No, it doesn't mean we'd be ungrateful. It means that we don't view our deeds and our charity and our knowledge to be good enough. We need to go for more. That's what it means. Uh, someone named Instantly A says they emailed about scholarship for ArcView. We do have scholarships for ArcView. Just email, uh, we'll check. I'll ask Sister Tasneem if she's on the stream, if she can check that. Uh, where did you email? Make sure you emailed the right person, or the right. Info at safinasari.org will get you there. The Live on the Nile. Mu'minun, ayah 7. But whoever seeks beyond that, then those are the transgressors. Is it inter open to interpretation? Slightly, slightly open to interpretation. But in general, whoever seeks beyond the, the uh, marriage has, is it's a, you're sinful. 
In other words, zina, masturbation, all that is sinful. Okay. Any sexual pleasure outside of marriage is sinful. Okay. Shazia, go uh, Salat al Hajjah, it's, it's up there. Yeah, the, the video is called Dua al Hajjah or the Prayer of Need. Is herbal medicine medicinal tinctures containing alcohol haram? In the Maliki school, it would be haram. In the Hanafi school, it would be if it's non-grape and wine and it will, you will not be drunk from it, then it is permitted. How many qada salah am I required to pray for it to be acceptable? All of your qada salah. Make, you have to make up all of your qada. Let's go to, to YouTube. Ignoring these poor people on YouTube. Uwais, aim to constantly be in a state of dhikr. Yes. When our city carrying beads but keep getting thoughts of ostentation. Ostentation of what? What have you done to be ostentatious about? Carrying a bead? Buddhist monks carry beads. Harry Krishna's carry beads. There's no ostentation in that. Get rid of that feeling from your heart. Then don't use them. Use something else. Use a ring. Thicker ring. Right? Use anything else. Use your phone. There, there are beads on the phone. Like, let me show you this app right here. Any of these apps have it. They all have it. It's like a misbaha on the phone. Like this. And then you just move it like that. And it counts for you. I don't like to use the phone, to be honest. It's full of distraction. Dino Palavra says, from the hadith where the messenger tells us that jealousy is only permitted in two cases. Okay, Dino put the same, had put that question and we answered it, alhamdulillah. A young man divorced his wife on the first night after she, he discovered she had body tattoos. He felt deceived. She wore hijab, seemed to come from a good family. Should he give her a chance? Yes, if she made Toba from it. If she made Toba from it, give her the, the, the sister a chance because people make mistakes. And that's not a deception. She did not deceive you in any childbearing issue. And I don't think that a body tattoo is going to be affect sexual performance, right? That's the deception that is the major deception. And that's not something she really had to disclose, to be honest with you. Unless it was so much that it would affect intimacy. That's where you that's the only thing that has to be disclosed, so I think that you should give her a second chance, personally speaking. Now, was she allowed to say that? Yes, she's allowed to have said it, but she, was she obligated? No, she's not obligated. Sabah Khwaja says. How do you explain the concept of original sin and coming to earth in Christianity versus Islam? We have no original sin. But would you just say it was an innocent mistake of Prophet Adam? We say that Adam salam was tested and, and Allah says what happened. In clear language in the Quran. Adam rabbahu fagawa. And in another ayah, so Allah says, Adam committed ma'asiyah. 
What is a ma'asiyah? It is the opposite of obedience. So that means you're not supposed to cross this line, you cross the line. But why? Fanasi walam najid azma. Allah tells you why did Adam cross the line? He forgot. He forgot the ruling. And we did not find that he had the strength of remembering or it could azma here meaning the strength to remember or the in, 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 intent to disobey God. So the Quran explains to us how that he, Adam السلام, did this or why he did it. As for him breaking God's law, yes, he did. But why did he break God's law? Allah makes him innocent in the Quran by saying, Fanesi. However, forgetfulness in the Sharia of Adam is not an excuse. Why is it not an excuse? Because you have one ruling. You have one ruling. There's one prohibition. There are zero obligations in that sharia. So when you have, how many obligations do we have in Islam? Like a lot. How many prohibitions? A lot. So if I forget, it's an, you have an excuse, right? And we got, I have to go earn a living. I have to take care of my kids. I got to deal with people. I got to pay taxes. I got to do all these things. So, I got a lot of slack if I forget. Okay? In the Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the Sharia of Adam, does he have kids? No. Does he have to pay taxes? No. Does he have to earn his livelihood? No. Does he have many obligations? No, he has zero. Does he have many prohibitions? No, he has one. So in the Sharia of Adam alayhi salam, forgetfulness is not an excuse. Okay? So overall, though, we say that Allah, the, the wisdom here, the purpose is that Allah Ta'ala is showing and wanting Adam to experience what it's like to make a mistake. And he reacted properly by making tawbah and blaming himself. That Now, when he did that, he passed the test. Now you're ready to go live on your own on the earth. And he went to live on his own on the earth after that. And go live on the earth and be my representative on the earth. So, Sabah Khawaja, let me know if that makes sense to you. Mass Q says, brother's coming to my friend for marriage. The mother is harsh on her to be quiet regarding the doctor's checkup. She got small ovaries and can't give birth. They went to a Hakim. So, if you have if you cannot give birth, that is something that you must disclose. Remember what has to be disclosed? Anything that will affect the marriage in terms of reproduction, sexual intimacy, reproduction, sexual intimacy must be disclosed. Because that's the main one of the main reasons people marry. People marry for companionship, for other things, but also companionship uh, Yes, but reproduction and intimacy. For the man, he must disclose that and he must disclose the ability or inability to keep her safe. So if he says, hey, I have bad credit. I can never rent an apartment or buy a house. We got to live with my parents forever. He has to disclose that. That's the essence of marriage for the woman's side is intimacy for the man's side is intimacy and and the ability to sustain 
the family and protect the family. Okay. The only reason that marriage exists is because the intimacy between husband and wife can produce a child and the society needs to know whose child it is so that they could be legally responsible to feed it and, and house it. That's why friends don't have an official... Friendship has no official relationship, right? Because there's no risk. We're not going to produce anything that requires financing and protecting or any legal relationship at all. Or legal, legal implication, I'm sorry. Ahmed Abid says, During the Prophet Muhammad's time, was the mataf in Mecca the same way women and men would do tawaf and touching each other? They would make tawaf in the same way, yes. They would make tawaf in the sa- all, all together. Also like how the Hajar al-Aswad was there, a line? No, there was no line. You just went... Also, remember, the population wasn't so high. That's why the salat, the, 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 um, the uh, tahiyyat al-masjid of al-haram in Mecca is to make tawaf seven times. Now, if you imagine, tawaf seven times would take you... 20 minutes but tawaf today may take 45 minutes and on the second floor or the, or the roof may take you two hours it's because um, it used to be empty pretty much There's no, it wasn't like this even 100 years ago it was not even close to this 250,000 people minimum minimum and on high seasons half a million and Ramadan and Hajj over a million Three million in Ramadan. Wow, subhanAllah. Three million in both cities. Or in one. Just in Mecca. Wow. Three million just in Mecca last Ramadan, Ryan says. Amazing. And I remember that you could sign uh, when you made, when we had Hajj in 20, I think it was 2017 or 2018, that uh, you connected your phone, they would send you these, these texts. Avoid this tunnel today avoid that tunnel and at the end of that they told us the hedge numbers this year was like 2.8 million or whatever so and that's the 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 people who signed up that's not to say that maybe have been 300,000 people who were undocumented hujjaj do you say taqlid is important or you don't need to follow a school of thought, says Ahmed Abid. Taqlid is inevitable because a muqallid is someone who is not a mujtahid. You're either a mujtahid or you're a muqallid. And in between is the faqih, who is not a mujtahid, but he knows the evidences, he understands the evidences of the mujtahid. Like why did Imam Mahdi come up with this or that? Or Abu Hanifa or Ahmed ibn Hamad or Shafi come up with this or that? Why did he come to that conclusion? Someone had asked yesterday about the Hanafis. Can I wash my wife after she dies? And the Ahnaf say that death ends the marriage relationship. She's not your wife after death. Why is that? Because if you have, you're allowed to have four wives, right? If Wife number four dies at three o'clock. It becomes religiously valid to immediately take another wife, right? 
correct? It is. So therefore, if you're only allowed to have four and you're allowed to take that fourth wife, then therefore the dead one cannot count as a wife. So nothing, the wife relationship doesn't count. You can't see her anymore without her hijab or anything like that. That is, that is the Hanafi ruling on that. For the husband, if the husband dies, he remains to be the ruling of a husband for four months and ten days of the idda. Because after four months and ten days, on four months, ten days, and one hour, she can contract a marriage. And one minute even, one second, she can contract, contract a marriage. Therefore, that first one is no longer a husband. And that impacts the ghusl rulings. Right? So, so that means... Uh, huh? We have to check that. I remember reading it in the books. Where's the... get? Pick up the Amrusi, getting the Amrusi, because I'm pretty sure it's in there. I'm pretty sure. The evidence, yeah. So... So, of course, no one's going to be washing for f- after four months and ten days, right? Unless, let's say, he was lost and he's been kept in a freezer for a long time. After a year, halas, that's not your husband. You can't touch him anymore. But if it was for in the Hanafi school, but if it's immediate, then, of course, you can wash him and, and shroud him and bury him. But the man cannot do that in the Hanafi school. Bushra Begum, this sister with the tattoos has taken over the chat, the topic of her. I despise tattoos, but if my husband had a pass and he had tats, I'd just go with it. A.W. says, who was Imam Tahawi? And he was a scholar who was, his Aqidah book is considered the first, and the not the first, Abu Hanifa's was the first, but it's considered one of the most important works of Aqidah to study. When one visits a grave, does the person in the grave know? Yes. A.W. says, thank you for repeating these topics from a new listener. See, that's why we repeat these topics. What was Ibn Taymiyyah's view on the works of the people of Medina? The Hanabila in general... They do accept Amal al Medina as a source. They accept it as a source. But it doesn't, it's not going to be stronger than an Ahad. Imsa Nawaji says, Are we living in the end times? Many ulama say, Yes, we are living in Akhir Zaman. Abid Chaudhry, Amin, thank you, and may Allah Ta'ala strengthen you as well. I was told masturbation is allowed if it will stop you from committing zina. Is this true? It's not that it's allowed. It is. Um, it becomes the lesser of two evils, right? But in that ruling, it mean there needs to be a temptation of zina in the first place, like near you. Then it becomes something that you could do that. For example, you can't be sitting around in your home and say, you know what. I also could be committing zina, so I might as well just masturbate instead of doing that. No, you need to be like, you're in a situation. You got yourself in a weird situation, and zina is very possible right now, physically. That's when it becomes something that's a lesser of two evils. We in our religion, we control our sexuality. The West has now become a place that freedom is really marked only by two things. To be as sexually 
deviant in our world as you want to be a, to to be as sexually open and, and do anything with your sexuality that you want take your private part put it wherever you want and put anything inside of it wherever you want if you're a woman that is the first hallmark of, se- of freedom for the west the second marker that all they care about is the ability to profane what is sacred and to to say uh, to desanctify to insult what is sacred they really only have these two freedoms that's it they don't really care about anything else that's the truth like in in the general sphere of things that's how they have portrayed freedom to be uh revert ak is asking about in terms of sexuality the only prohibition there is really i could say two prohibitions one in sex in this in intimacy is anal sex okay for a man to put his member into the anus of the woman and for the woman to in or the man to ingest najasa intentionally to ingest najasa their touching or kissing any other part of the body is permitted How does the a man, says Dino, from a different profession, reach the ranks of the righteous scholars and odia? It's hard to focus on my craft when I'm always thinking about how someone's outdoing me in the dean. No, don't worry about that. But if you be smart about your efforts and study systematically, even if it's little by little, even if it's 20 minutes a week, but it's systematic. Like we have Madiki Fit class. It's starting up next Tuesday. Text by text. Text by text, whether you're to buy videos or live or online or on site or just from videos, etc. Text by text. And over 10, 15 years, you will learn a lot if you just go by text by text. Sheikh Murad's Aqidah class, can't miss it. Text by text. Okay. And then in terms of your craft, nothing stops you in your craft from tune to hajj. Tahajjud is going to be your path. Much dhikr while you're driving in the car. When you get home, nothing can stop you from that. Live on the Nile. This person is either from Sudan or from Egypt. And they say a man tells his Muslim wife he is seriously no longer Muslim. Okay. We ask Allah firstly, afiyah and salama. And secondly, that marriage is nullified immediately on the spot that he uttered those words and her um, starts immediately upon him uttering those words so if he uttered those words at uh, on february 1st the idda started on february 1st if he uttered them on january 1st and now you're asking about it on january 11th your idda started on january 1st uh, dua for someone who passed away as a Muslim? No, we can't do that because they did not accept that God and that religion and that paradise in their life. Therefore, they don't get the perks of it later on in life. We don't force our religion upon them. They didn't want it. So the Prophet forbade dua for a non-believer. Make dua for them if they're alive. Once they died, khalas. If they're alive, you can pray for them. But if they're dead, then no. All right, let's go to YouTube and see what's going on here. Uh, wishing non-Muslims 
congratulating on their festivals. No, that's not correct. If it has a religious uh, connotation, then it's not correct. If it's like Independence Day, fine. There's no big deal with that. Ibrahim Khan, if a person has an STD, they must, do they have to disclose that? Definitely have to disclose that. They definitely have to. Let's see, my man. Look at this researcher. What book? First of all, Al-Fiqh Al-Maliki wa Adillatuhu by Al-Habib bin Tahir. Man yuqaddam fil ghusl, aw zawjan yuqaddamani fil ghusl ahaduhum al-akhar. Both spouses are the first person who should wash, Maliki Madhab now. On someone dies, who washes the body? Okay? The spouses. Evidence. An Abdullah ibn Abi Bakr and Asma bint Umais ghassalat Abu Bakr Siddiq. That Abu Bakr Siddiq died. Asma bint Umais was his wife. She washed him. Okay? Wa anna Aliyan ghassala Fatima. Ali washed Fatima. Radiallahu anha. You see the difference here? The Hanafis used some legal and very smart thinking. Why do we Malikis need to think? We got the people practicing the sunnah right in front of us. Sayyidina Ali, Asma' bint Umais. This is the way of the Maliki Madhab is the first. Let's see what the Muslims did. They did it. Khalas. Ijma'u sahaba ala dhalik. The sahaba have ijma' upon that. After that, you go to the relatives. Boom, discussion is over. Look how quick that discussion came and went. Now, thank you for the Dar al library that just gave us the answer. And you could support this book fundraiser and help pay for students' books. What's the link there? What does it say real quick? Mm-hmm. Othman, we need a link. Yeah, call him up. Okay, go to darulfatz.org. Darulfatz.org. Asim al-Hakim from Saudi says Salat al-Hajj doesn't exist. No, Dua al-Hajj exists. And in, in it, the Dua al-Hajj is, includes two rakahs and then a Dua. And it's there. Okay. Uh, where did I get my dhikr ring? It's not really a place. It's like the factory itself. So you got to get them in bulk. So um, just look it up. You'll, you can get it from the retailers. I got mine straight from the factory, right? But you can get them from retailers, probably triple the price though. Hassan bin Shams. How do you recommend a muwesswis to deal with the matter regarding tahara in their acts of worship? Just ignore it completely. And you can write it down. You can use a, a note card. And if you make wudu for dhuhr, just write it down. And then ignore any wiswas you got after that. If it's salah, you may use your fingers to know what rakah you're on. And keep looking at that and ignore any wiswas you have. 
By the way, where is Minna Zagbi? Leila Sagabachi says, Sagabash, is it permissible for someone to wear niqab part-time? Yes, it is. That It's not considered niqab as in aura. It's considered niqab as in just veiling my face from men. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. In the Maliki school. And it may even be obligatory at some point. If you're going to be harmed by fasiqeen. How does explain Islam explain fossil evidence of Neanderthals and other hominids that existed before Bani Adam? Like, none of that is qat'i knowledge. All of those estimations are speculative knowledge. It's all speculative. So it has no value to us. It's all speculative. A woman inquired the Prophet or asked the Prophet about a few men who approached for marriage. He said, one has no money, the other man beats his wife, and the other is righteous. Yes, of course. So I guess he's just sharing that piece of information. So it's important to look at these things. Shima, maybe this doesn't happen with a lot of Muslims, but I notice where I live, whenever a woman wears niqab, Where, where I live, whenever a woman wears niqab, moves to the town I'm in. Uh, Shima, write that again because I think uh, some word was missed out. What, people leave the town? Abu Ayyub al-Khatib, is it sinful for parents to give up their child for adoption out of fear of inability to care for them? No, it's not that they're, they're going to give up. Um, it's not that they're going to give up their kid to adoption. They need financial help. They... They can only give their kid to a relative who they know will care for them. And proof of that being at Abbas, okay, did that, uh, Abu Talib, sorry, did that with the Prophet and Abbas. He gave Ali to the Prophet and he gave Jafar to Abbas. But those are his brothers. He knows they're going to take, or his, 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 his nephews, their relations, they're within the male relations. So they know that they're going to take care of them. They're fathers. So that's permitted. But to just give your kid to a stranger because I can't afford him, no. Sabah Khawaja, was Adam coming to the earth punishment? No, it wasn't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the first mention of Sayyidina Adam is inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa. The purpose of this creation is to make a representative of mine on the earth. It is his honor to be on the earth and fulfill God's representation. If you send an ambassador to China, is that dishonoring him or honoring him? It's honoring him. It's like one of the most important countries in the world right now is China. So to be sent as the ambassador to China, that you're being honored. So you're a representative of God on the earth. You're fulfilling his mission here on the earth. And what is his mission? To establish this law and to live and to, dis- and to come and come to know Allah Ta'ala on our own free will with all the challenges in front of us, to prove that we're sincere about it. Because once you see the, the beauty of paradise, there's no more sincerity, khalas. Everyone will submit to such a God. Okay, So Allah want us, wants us to know who is sincere and who isn't by putting us in this faraway dunya with all of our challenges and temptations and heedlessness and feeling that we're so far from God so we could prove ourselves. Is it required to wait a certain amount of time between one Umrah and another? Well, in the Madiki Madhab, we don't have this concept of go out 
to Masjid Aisha, come back to Umrah, go out to Masjid Aisha, come back to Umrah. We don't have that. But in the other madhabs, you can uh, make as many Umrahs as you want right away. All right, let's see what Instagram is up to. I'm struggling with memorizing and fumble over the words when reciting from memory any advice. Yes. Memorization has a simple but difficult uh, um, practice. Shorten what you have to memorize and repeat it longer. Repeat it 300 times. So let's say you memorize five ayahs. Repeat it 300 times. Read it 300 times. Then repeat it from memory 300 times. There's no way you can forget it. There's no way you can forget it. What happens to a deceased person if they're cremated? Some say that they feel it. Or they feel some sort of harm. That's why it's haram for us. Are there any works on fiqh of social media? I don't think so. This is such a new thing. Can you give sadaqah on behalf of someone alive? No, you have to wait. You can only do deeds on behalf of someone who are dead, who's dead. And in the Madiki school, it's only the financial deeds that we're allowed to do, which are two, sadaqat, hajj and umrah, because hajj and umrah are partially financial deeds. If I'm Hanafi and I want to wash my wife's body, can I follow the Madiki school? Yes, you can. Can you pray salatul masjid during Jummah khutbah, salat tahiyat al-masjid? During Jummah Khutbah in the Shafi'i, yes, but in the Madiki, no. Couple more questions before we wrap up. Let's see what else we got here. What about if the mother and daughter went to experience Hakim? and experienced Hakim, and he said, don't listen to these doctors. Can they rely on that as a second opinion? I'm going to go by the track record of the physicians, to be honest with you. I'm suspicious about throwing the medical establishment out like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. doesn't make sense to me. Does that mean they're right about everything? No. But... What I definitely don't listen to them is when they give you a prediction of the future. You have five weeks to live. You have six weeks to live. That is nonsense to me. But I'm hesitant to just toss out an entire industry. With what experience and knowledge are we doing that? Maybe on this one issue that Hakim feels that he's stronger. So you're going to have to just look at what's stronger evidence to you. Does has he has this Hakim cured this problem before? Say again. Yeah, ask the people of knowledge. Did he cure this people before? That's the question. Then he's Ahlul Dhikr because he's done it before. Ahlul Dhikr is someone who does it always, always does it. So that's what I'm going to go with. 
Since we're redefining the names of everything, says Juice, can we call a gun a cordless hole puncher? Uh, House of Films, there's actually a book called The Fiqh of Social Media. Wow. You're going to have to update it every two years, every time there's a new app. Where can I access Sheikh Murad's Aqidah class, says Firozan? Uh, you can go to arcview.org and sign up for basic. And the recordings are there, and the classes start again Sunday. Okay. And that takes us to 2.59. We'll take a couple more questions. What can I study after Al-Kharida? As I have nearly finished Al-Kharida. Did you? Yes, Senusi. If you didn't do Tahawi, then do Sheikh Murad's Tahawi. Uh, Sheikh Murad is now teaching Al-Fiqh Al-Akbar. Fiqh Al-Akbar by Abu Hanifa. Go study that. Study the Tahawiyya. Okay. Tamir Hassan. What is the case of someone Muslim who says they hate Ramadan? Repeat your Shahada. Okay. وَكَرِهُ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ فَأَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالَهُمْ Allah says in the Quran, describing the kuffar, وَكَرِهُ مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ كَرِمَةْ كُفْرٌ Allah describes the munafiqeen by saying, I mean the kafirin, the kuffar, they hate what Allah revealed. So Allah blotched out all their good deeds. This person who says he hates Ramadan, all of his past good deeds are now blotted out and he is a kafir and he has to redo his shahada. So, subhanAllah. What was the question here? says that... um, what was this question here? Could you name a child Moses? Yes, you can name it Moses. You can name him Moshe, Hebrew, and you can name him Musa, but what is in the Quran is better. Musa is better. Imam Safwan, Ahlul Marhaban Bikum. Is kosher food halal for us too? Yes, it is halal for us, as long as it doesn't have alcohol, because remember, they do slaughter, but they also drink alcohol. So as long as it doesn't have alcohol. Which salawat from Salawat Hub is best to read at midnight? Whichever one flows best from your mouth and from your heart. What's the point of accepting one school if it's valid to mix madhabs, says Ahmed Abid. Well, the answer is that just because something is valid does not mean it is ahsan. And Allah came to test The most beautiful of action is that which has no whims in it. As we said earlier, we use our intellect as muqallideen, as, as common Muslims. We use our intellect to determine the imam or the madhab most worthy of following, and then we stick to it. That is what is ahsan, the best. That's the best way to do things. You choose a methodology, even in administration, in administering anything, doing anything. Choose your methodology, stick to it now. Now, just because you don't like something, you swap your methodology out? No. But just because we're saying that that is not good, it is not hasan to do that, 
that doesn't mean it's invalid. So that I'm going to go and, and I'm going to be a Hanbali, but on the matter of food, I'm going to be a Maliki. Because why? I want to eat shrimp or, or lobster. I don't even know. The, let's say Hanafi. I'm a Hanafi. But I feel like eating lobster. So I'm an Maliki when it comes to seafood. So are, have you committed some sins? No. But have you dropped from what is the best course of action to what is a val- merely a valid course of action? Yes, that's, that's your description. It, no, the Christians don't slaughter anymore, so it doesn't matter if they're Christian, Chick-fil-A, no. And um, by the way, what we're talking about is really most important in terms of the madahib for students of knowledge. The regular common Muslim, he just follows his local imam or his parents or whatever. But I don't think anyone should be a common Muslim. We should all strive to become fuqaha at some level. A faqih is somebody who is a common, who is a muqallid. He is not a mujtahid imam who can derive the rulings himself, himself, but he can study the rulings and study the reasons behind the rulings. That's what we call a faqih. Ibn Rushd's categorization. Muqallid, mujtahid, and in the middle is the fuqaha. We can all become fuqaha. We study the rulings and the basis of the rulings of the mujtahids. If one is in Umrah and the woman got hayd, she's not allowed in the mosque. That's correct. She has to wait outside the masjid. When her hayd is over, then she can make wudu. It's not just Hanafis, it's everybody. All the madhabs. All the madhabs do that. Uh, Daydream of Autumn says, a sheikh recently said the ahnaf can eat lobster if they define lobster as fish. We're not going to play games here. They can't eat lobster. No games. Don't play games. Redefine it. Is how is it a fish? Are we going to just make up words? It's not a fish. It's not a fish. Farhana Qureshi says, "If you are living, just say I'm not Hanafi. On the, I'm not going to. I can't follow the Hanafi rule. Like, I just love lobster too much. You're in the valid, but you're just not in the best. That's it. The best is the consistency. You made a decision. Now you follow it through." If I say, listen, guys, from now on, I'm not going to eat bread because I want to lose weight and I'm going to run on the treadmill for every day for 20 minutes. And after two weeks, you say, ah, you know what? I don't feel like doing it. I want to eat bread and I'm not going to run on the treadmill. Have you done anything wrong? No, but you dropped from what is the right, the best way of action is make a decision, you stick to it. That's the best. But you've still not done anything wrong. Daydream of Autumn says she's innocent. I'm just telling you what someone else did. Okay. Nida says, why did you decide to follow Madiki Madhab? Just curious. Again, mainly, most people get affected by their first teacher. And my first teacher in, in this matter, as an American, English speaking, very strong influence was Hamza Yusuf. If he was Shafi, I probably would have been Shafi, to be quite honest with you. But then after that, you're like, you're lucky you made the right decision. Right, some people they have their first teacher later on they change. Nothing wrong with that, right? You're very highly influenced by your first teacher, but thereafter, you either keep that influence or you make some tweaks, alterations, because you still have your own brain, right? And that's the key. You have your own brain, and 
when we say someone is a common Muslim, does not mean he's a dummy. It just means he's not his area of expertise. The common Muslim has a brain and can study the methodologies of these imams, the biographies of these imams, the practicality of their madhabs. You may love the Madiki madhab, but you live in Turkey. What's the point? There's not a single Madiki for like 500 square miles, right? And now, of course, we have the internet, but you can't physically meet one. And you have ahnaf all over the place. Why make that decision, right? It's not practical. So you also have to study the practicality of it. So to, when we say common Muslims, laymen, it just uh, means that this is not his area of profession and his expertise. It doesn't mean he's a dummy. None of you here, all of you here can study the four madhabs, their methodologies, the imams, and can stick to it and, and live by that, right? And you can study the rules of when is it valid or invalid to part from your madhab. Or, and when, when is it allowed to choose from a different madhab? When is it makru? When is it just not good? Which is even less than makru, right? I encourage everyone here to study this stuff. We here teach four madhabs on arcview.org. We teach all four, right? And the semester starts next Monday. Uh, sorry, Sunday. <clears throat> Daydream of autumn. An islander, subhanAllah. Cost of lobster is cheap in the Hanafi countries. They're not eating it. If you're living in a non-Muslim country and you need a civil divorce, is it permissible to divide property and rights per the non-Muslim law? No, it's not. I'll give you an example of what's not allowed. Alimony to the wife. After she's divorced from the husband, and of course this is not splitting property, it's a different subject, but that's one of the most popular things. Alimony is haram. He had the obligation to take care of you when he had access to you when you were his wife. Now that you don't want to be his wife, you don't have access to his money. Except if you have a kid or two, then he has to pay for those children. And that money may be mixed with yours. So you may end up benefiting from it. For example, when you buy milk for your children and you end up drinking some of it yourself, no problem, right? So he does only have to pay for the children. For the boy, until the boy can work for himself. And by the way, when the boy reaches puberty, he should shift transition to the father. The girl stays with her mom until she gets married. And the man covers all her expenses, her debt even if she lives with the mom. After, at puberty, the boy has to shift and live now with his dad so he can get raised. And then the, the father's responsible to him until he could work on his own. As for the property, the, if you have a shared bank account, that's sh that split 50-50. If the guy has his own stocks, his own money, stuff he bought on his own, that's his money. You have no right in it. If you now have stuff, then he has no right to that. Right? If you share a home and it's, it, you both live in it and you contributed to it and he contributed to it, then you have a half. You have the share of that. If it's his home and he bought it all for himself and he's the only name on the deed, then it's his house. You don't have a share in it. You don't have a haq in it. It's extremely important. AR7414 is happy to see the Madiki Madhab thriving and expanding. 
It's now 3.10, ladies and gentlemen. I wish we could stay. I'll take one more question from Machu Picchu says, what would you say to a 27-year-old who wants to study the dean but feels like they should have started years ago and feels too old? Well, let me tell you a story. There was uh, a man who used to light the lamps at Al-Azhar University. And he must have been, he was an old man in his 60s. And he went then uh, and spilt some wax or some oil on a student of knowledge who was young, very young. And that student of knowledge said, an old man still doesn't know how to pour the lamps properly. So he went and he became really, really, really upset for a number of days. And he came back enrolling in Al-Azhar. He enrolled in his 60s at Al-Azhar. So you're not in your 60s. You're 27. You're just born, to be honest with you. He studied for 10 years. In his 70s, he graduated with a full, covering the full curriculum, and he became a sheikh. He became a sheikh for 10 years, in which, in those years, he taught in Al-Azhar for 10 years, and he also authored a book in Arabic grammar, that was became was used for many decades after him as the Azhar's official book teaching Arabic grammar. So he was a Sheikh al-Azhar for 10 years and he died in his 80s. Okay. That is one of the greatest stories you're ever going to hear. So it's not too late for you at all. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Reminder, it's Laylatul Jum'ah. Asr comes, Maghrib comes in very soon for us. And if you guys are in England, it's already come in. Laylatul Jum'ah. Do not, do not, do not ignore Laylatul Jum'ah. It is a waste. Ad dua fihi mustajab. Take it seriously. Wal asri inna al insana la fi khusr. Illa alladina amanu aminu salihat. Wa tawasub al haq. Wa tawasub al sabr. Wassalamu alaikum wa Thank you.